Hey everybody! Welcome back everybody. to the podcast. Hey, you hear that rich timber in my voice, Neil? I do. That's a rich timber. It, didn't that used to be your DJ name, Rich Timber? It, yeah, it's rich timber. Yes. <laughs> it actually it drives the ladies wild. Neil. <laughs> it's like the, it's, it's like that old Howard Stern thing. Just don't get too close to the mic, man. You might start making exactly. Yeah. But oh, yes. So um, yeah. So I actually went out this weekend a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody, welcome to episode number 96. Sorry, we got distracted. Episode 96. Neil and I often have rich conversations before and after the show. As a matter of fact, how often, I mean, I just literally said, let's just let's just record this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true enough. People seem to like to eavesdrop on whatever we're, we're talking about. So, um, But yeah, I, I went out on Saturday. I went out on Friday and Saturday, as a matter of fact. And... On Saturday, I stayed out till like eleven thirty because that's as late as you can stay out now, basically. Uh, <laughs> wow! The thing closed at eleven, mm-hmm. and I lost my voice. And it wasn't like I was smoking cigarettes or even I didn't think singing along too vigorously. But there was a we did see some live music, and when you're trying to have a hold of conversation, I guess you kind of yell at each other. Yeah. Well, you're a very so, angry yeah. person. You're probably yelling at all kinds of people. I'm just screaming, screaming <laughs> at the clouds. You know me. I, I fly off the handle. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I think you guys know that I really don't fly off the handle, and I think that's why it was so unusual that I did fly off the handle a few episodes ago. Of course, we haven't been uh, – we've had guests for the last three. Yes. We've been so guest nice. heavy, as they say. Yes, we've been guest heavy. It's nice to be back, just the two of us, and we'll see if we have anything intelligent to say. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, Indeed. The, the funny thing is, you know, Neil, when all this stuff started going down – and I think I, I texted you about this. My first instinct was, you know, in The Godfather, when there was like a war between mafia families, they would go to the mattresses. Do you remember that? Yes. Are you familiar with The Godfather? Yes. So oh, would, damn straight, yeah. They would just get like an apartment somewhere, right? And they would just sleep on the floor in the mattresses and go to war. And that's all I could think was, let's go to the mattresses. Let's ramp up ramp up production. Because ultimately, us putting stuff out there is is the best the best thing, you know? Yeah. I'm a big proponent of the old adage, living well is the best revenge. Living well is the best revenge. Those are words to live by, my friend. I like that. The problem with that adage, because I really do believe that's true in the long term, but punching somebody in the face is so much more satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into that a second. Tom, when is the last time time you punched someone in the face? I'm speaking metaphorically. I'm not speaking, of course, you know. Uh, I don't think I've been in a fight since my 20s. Oh, you know, the la- okay, last time I got into a fight, this is so great. My brother and I are pretty close. Yes. But we also like to drink and run around. <laughs> I think I was about 30, so it's still like 15, 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, my brother and I were in Cleveland or Toledo or something. We were traveling around going to see ball games, and we just got rip-roaring drunk, and we got into a fist fight. In Cleveland? It, was, it might have been Toledo. I think okay. it was Toledo, as a matter of fact. But, um, and it was so great, too. Cause, so we traveled four guys, right? Yeah. And so we we get a double room. It was two guys to a bed. Not, not you know, nothing untoward. It was just, two, you know, two guys, four guys, two beds. Taking we it cheap. to the mattresses again. <laughs> exactly. We didn't have any money, you know? You just basically, you're laying next to your buddy. You just lay there like a corpse, you know? It's just like, don't want to move. Yeah. Uh, but, uh. It was so funny. My brother and I got into a fight. We literally knocked the bed off the frame, and then we just both slept in the same bed. Like one of us just like just practically laying on the ground. 
hold on. Who do you who do you fight with? My brother. Are you fought with your brother? I thought you and your brother were fighting like two dickheads in a bar or something. No, do, but oh. uh, no. This- my brother and I fight. I don't even remember what we were fighting about. My buddy, my other buddy Scott, who you know was was so drunk, he was trying to throw the TV out the window. <laughs> he's getting so pissed off. It was one of those. It was one of those classic nights, man. Classic nights. Holy Dude, my shit. brother, my brother lost his ID. Mm-hmm. And in Cleveland, he couldn't find his ID, and and he was just like, "Oh man, I lost my ID, lost my wallet, lost everything." Like four days later, he found it in like the bottom of his bag. He didn't even remember putting it away. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Times, man, so just so you know, everyone thinks that Tom is uh, this this calm, uh, happy individual. You know, you heard it here first. Well, I really, I really don't get better shape very easily. I really have become sort of in my old age, sort of. What's the point? What's the point of getting worked up? Yeah, but you know, obviously, when I feel like my character is being attacked, I bristle a little bit. So, yeah. a little bit, a little yeah. bit. So, and none of it was anyway. my fault. Let's just put that one out there too. Neil, everything's your fault, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, I, I wasn't playing the role of a Swedish letter writer, just so everybody yes. knows. That wasn't me. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, yeah, we're going to actually... We're so, gonna, uh, so, so we're hold, gonna... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you saw a band on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We went out, right? So, who did you, so, who did you see? It was, you know, it's a band I really didn't know. They're called the Barley Saints. Uh, uh, oh, and, and, it's, and with it being St. Patrick's Day, I'm assuming they were, like, Celtic punk or something? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they probably play like 15 times during the month of March, and then they go back to... <laughs> yeah, they go, they go back to being like an ACDC covers band or something. <laughs> yeah, they all wore kilts, all the all the guys. Oh, the wow. Four guys, three guys, they all wore kilts. They were, but they were, they were quite good, actually. I mean, but they were a bar band. It wasn't like they're, you know, it wasn't so much a show as just, you know, entertainment. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, in I the background. Like punks are standing there staring at the band. You're being social. Yeah. Um. But, you know, they, of course, they play the Pose, and they played I'm Shivin' Up to Boston, and they played Foggy Molly, and they played some other things. But they, but they were good. They were good fun. And they played traditional, some traditional Irish stuff. And, uh, and no, it was a good time. It was, it was a really good time. This town over on the lakeshore that we've mentioned before, actually, it's called Muskegon. See, I live right between, like, Grand Rapids and Muskegon. I live between the city and the beach. Um, but they actually kind of closed up a street. Hmm. And they just, uh, you know, you could walk around with your walk around with your drinks, and it was a little chilly for it, honestly. Now, was it mask heavy, or did you enough to wear a mask? Uh, outside. Okay, excellent, excellent stuff. Good. Well, actually, uh, well, that's another story. See, you know, some people would be very upset if I tell the whole entire story. I, I, it actually only comes back to me in bits and pieces because it was such a fun night. <laughs> uh, we but, fighting with your brother again? <laughs> no, no. Um. But we we left the main boulevard. See, Muskegon's a rough neck town. Mm-hmm. It's got beaches and it's nice. You know, we, when you and I went to dinner, when you were here, that place out on the beach, that's actually like yep. part of Muskegon. Okay, but it's, it was nice. Well, it's kind of like an industrial city, so it's not, you know, it's not what it once was. But we walked off, like, outside of the zone, like the zone where the official party was, down to a different bar, and there was not a mask in sight, and it was packed. Hmm. Okay. And I'm not even going to give the name because I can't remember it. But it was <laughs> bizarre what the name of it was. But it was so bizarre, honestly, because it was almost like we discovered, like, like we were archaeologists that had <laughs> discovered relic from the past. Just nobody there cared. You yeah. know, you could smell the weed. The jukebox was playing, like, Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. And yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff. But it was, it was, it was sort of amazing. 
And at that point, I got to say, there was no real, I mean, and, and this is foolish probably, but there was no real health and safety concerns on our end. We were just, just like, this is amazing. See, that's funny that so, you say that because the one time I had something like that, it was, um, Lydia was only about 10, so we're looking like 10, 11 years ago now. But there was a, there was a skateboard um, uh, exhibition, like of old decks and stuff like that, out in Rockford. And, um, just how far for you? Quite Rockford a ways, right? is, yeah, that's it's a while. It took us like uh, almost two hours to get there. So I guess it's like sixty miles nope. or something. Nope. Um, uh, home of cheap, cheap trick. trick. Home of cheap trip. Cheap trick, of course. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so but yeah, Rockford. It was like going back. It was like stepping back through a time warp, right? It was like yeah. all of a sudden there was like people in like stonewashed jeans and shit wandering around, and it wasn't <laughs> and it wasn't ironic, you know. It was, uh, it was it really, just like you just said, it was like going back and listening to Motley Crue on the jukebox and stuff like It was just very strange. It was like a time warp kind of place. But. Just a street in that same town of Muskegon that looks literally like no building was built after the 1950s. Hmm. Like if you wanted to shoot, like I swear it's like a drive-in restaurant. Like if you wanted to shoot a scene and, you know, you got all the old cars, you could use that neighborhood without really doing hardly anything to it. Man, I want to go there. That sounds excellent. But you no, know, it's it's a fun town, and uh, you know, the, the, I I'm I'm very close to Lake Michigan, and there's lots of fun stuff over there. In the summer, it gets a little too yuppie filled. Like Grand Haven's a real nice resort town. Muskegon's a little more working class, but it's. Uh, it, I used to go to the bar that we saw the band at. It's called Unruly Brewery. I don't mind giving them a plug. They're really it's a great place. Um, the place where we saw the bands, and I. Uh, uh, they used to have a lot of good shows there, but obviously last year they haven't had any. So I'm glad to see some live music again. It did get a little rowdy in there, too. They were definitely a little more safety conscious in there. But mm-hmm. I, I do see that after like 10, 11 o'clock when people are pretty loaded, that, that stuff kind of goes out the window. Watch, I'm probably going to get COVID now, dude, because I went out and had fun accidentally. <laughs> that was Saturday? Yeah, you'll probably be hitting it tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> or <was>, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday. We, we, uh, but we, we definitely have been... Since the Michigan restaurants have opened back up, we've definitely been pumping some dough back into the service industry because we went out Friday night. And we we even we took the whole family out yesterday, all seven of us. Wow! So, yeah, it was cool. It was a good weekend. It was a real good weekend. I'm, I, I had I'm so tired. I had to go back to work. <laughs> to get a rest. Yeah. Plus, we lost that out of sleep. Yeah, we did. That I'm sucks. The point of still driving to work in the dark. What was going on? What is it? What is this daylight savings sign? You, know, you want to really get me angry? What is this daylight savings sign? Why do we still have this? Dude, okay, you want to get me angry? So. Did it st- no, I do, but I want to play a song. First. Okay, yeah, play a song, buddy. We're, we're not going to do like a three-hour episode today. We're just not going to do it. We're not going to do it. I have to go down and grill hamburgers eventually. So, um, you want me to go first? You want to go first? Yep, you go first. Okay, so we were talking about St. Patrick's Day. So we essentially celebrated this Saturday, and it was like a you know, there's a lot of people in green and whatnot. So one of my favorite Michigan local homegrown Michigan bands has always kind of played with those Irish punk bands, but I, I honestly think these guys are some of the, my favorite Michigan songwriters. And the name of the band is called the Toss Pints. They're a great party band, but they also write some really dark, dark, serious songs. This one's kind of in the middle, maybe a little more towards dark, but it's kind of a political song, and I really like it. It's from their uh, album... The Privateer, which is their last album. I hope they're working on a new one. And it's called, this is the Toss Pints, We Are the Many. This 
Okay, there you go. That was the Toss Pints. We are the many. So, I'm sorry, you said they're a local band? They're a local band to you? From Saginaw. They're about a three-hour drive away. Okay. Um, but they play over here a lot, or they did. Um, but I did toss many pints, Neil. I did toss many pints right down my throat. You get towards the end and you even lose track. You don't even know where you're at, you know? You just... So what were you drink? Were you drinking Guinness or were you drinking someone else? Um... Yeah, the closest thing I had to traditional art, I, dr- I did drink a, so there's two breweries in this, like, social zone. Mm-hmm. And I did try the Michigan Irish Stout at oh. Pigeon Hill Brewery, and I did, I actually, at that bar that I was talking about was like a dive, like where it was just packed, that was, we were drinking, I was drinking Killian's. Oh, well, I like Killian's, I like it a lot, actually, yeah. A lot of it when I was younger, Killian's Irish Red, but, yep. um, boy, they really were sticking it to the tourist crowd, I think, because it was like 475 for a pint of of killings i'm like it's just domestic beer but i'm like ah whatever at that point you know that 475 isn't bad at all dude i would probably pay like six or seven dollars for that in chicago it is here well it's funny because i just determined one thing i determined also was my wife is happy if i just keep bringing her drinks like i don't ask her what she wants like i can tell when she's getting low so like for every two of mine i get her one you know yep just like keep it, her drink. Well, I could tell. I could tell that she was happy that you guys were out because she posted a bunch of times on Facebook, and she doesn't normally do that. So, <laughs> she she gets a little more stir crazy than me. I'm yeah. I'm you know over the last year especially, I'm reminded of the fact that I'm pretty content to stay home. Huh. I mean, we're living in the golden era of streaming television. I have tons of books, tons of records. You know, it's just... but it is nice to hang out with friends. Oh, definitely. And Friday night, Neil, we went to we went to the Karag. Not the same one as I have around here, obviously, but uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's two of them in the Chicago area, and one of them is in Holland, Michigan, another lakeshore town. That was fun. <laughs> well, with friends. So, yeah, it was good. Drank a bunch of pints, whatever, something else. Yeah, so I actually went out on Saturday. I actually went went out to. I know, I know all the people in England right now are probably really upset because everything has been closed down for fucking months there and will oh, be for at least another month. Live- Curse at us or live vicariously through us. Yeah, but I went out because it was uh, it was my daughter's twenty first birthday on Saturday, so we wanted to do something. Even though the weather wasn't great, we wanted to do something at least vaguely normal. Um, so we went to sit outside. Yeah, we did. It was even though it was only in the low fifties, uh, in the sun. Um, our local, the Celtic Knot in Evanston, they actually had outdoor seating, and the problem with it was it was in the shade. So even though it might have been fifty in the sun, it was probably like forty degrees in the shade. So, but they actually brought us out a heater. They were so happy to see us. They brought out a heater. I was gonna say, was there no room inside, or was the they're not open inside? inside? No, they're one of those places that decided not to open inside yet. So, um, it was outdoor seating only. Their prerogative, right? Huh? It's their prerogative. I'm I'm very much in favor of these businesses doing whatever they're comfortable with. It is, and I I don't know if for a fact, but I have a feeling they're hanging on by a thread. So I don't know if they have health insurance. So that might be why the two people that run it ah. don't want to do it. So that might that I'm guessing that might not be it at all. But um, but anyway, they brought us out one of those propane heaters anyway. So we were able to sit. We actually, <laughs> I thought when we first got there, I thought this is going to last about ten minutes. We'll have one drink and then leave because it was cold. Get numbed up, Neil. Get numbed up. We didn't, like I said, and then they brought that heater out, which we couldn't get working at first, but then we did. So we were there for probably like two and a half hours. So we got talking, got talking to all kinds of people and uh, had a really good time because, I mean, I've been going there since Lydia was like 10 probably, you know, mm. since the place opened. So it was it was cool. It was cool being able to have some pints sitting outside and, you know, enjoying almost normal life again, right? It was good. You've been, you've been drinking there for like two years. <laughs> She's like, hey, it's her 21st birthday. <laughs> 
Well, no, there, there we've been pretty good. At some other places, okay. maybe not so much, but there we've been pretty good. So, yeah. It's funny. My my local bar here. What was the drinking age when you were growing up in England? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yep. So I mean, so did you like? Did you have a place you start going to at like sixteen? Yes, sir. Yeah, my first drink I had at uh, when I was. I've probably talked about that in one of the other podcasts. My first drink probably. I had when I was sixteen years old down at Butlin's uh, Holiday Camp in Bognor Regis, down on the south coast. I had oh, a, where you stayed in the army? Thanks. Yep, yep, yep. What a day! You like with you like with your dad, or you by yourself, or what? No, it was it was a local. Oh my god, what a what a weekend that was! It was with the local youth club, which was mainly girl guides. So it was like thirty girls and like five dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, pretty good. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, for like three or four nights, and uh, yeah, we you know we had a fun time we got into fights you know stuff like that it was good it was all good but yeah i got drunk for the first time down there it was excellent oh you were 16 excellent yep i grew up in wisconsin dude there was beer around always you know yeah not my my dad was not a drinker but yeah you go over to friends house. oh you want to have a beer yeah sure what the heck only take like two of them you get sideways you know yeah that's what it was that first night i had two siders and i was absolutely bladded you know my uh my so one of the bars I wasn't able to take you to when you were here this summer because they were they weren't they didn't I don't know if, I think they were remodeling but they weren't hadn't reopened or weren't open yet. Um, I started going there when I was nineteen, and we went with an older guy who was like twenty three, and yeah, we just never really stopped. Hmm. And I had another we had another bar, our, my favorite bar of all time in Grand Rapids was called the Reptile House, and it was it wasn't really a punk bar, but it was definitely like an alt rock bar and i saw a lot of great punk shows there it was a real dive man a real horrible neighborhood still is and um i started drinking there at 19 now i think it's long gone i I assume right i I assume it's not there anymore it's been gone since about about 2000 i think yeah that's a shame but yeah well they started yeah i don't know like i said i think they had some ownership issues and they started booking bigger bands so like strangers started coming in it's like it was really cool when it was like kind of a not private, but kind of a secret thing, you know? Yeah, it's the kind of place, though, you probably wish you'd got a T-shirt of the place or something, right, that you could... Yeah, they wear. actually do sell the retro... Ah, cool. There's a place that sells the retro T-shirts for them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, nah, I don't know. I don't remember what we are talking about. But, yeah, it was good to be out this weekend, man. It was good to see a little live music. I guess I'm starting to be hopeful that... You know, people are very ingenuitive. I think they're going to figure out a way to do outdoor shows that are better than like the parking lot shows, even if it's just, you know, I, I think I think the quality of outdoor shows will be better this year because I don't, I just, I just, I'm not convinced that any of the clubs around here, at least, are going to have indoor shows anytime soon. Well, some of them around here have started to, but supposedly they have very limited capacity. But yeah, I've seen Brower House has had one, and then I know the G Man Tavern. Is having one this weekend, I believe. I believe they're having John Langford's band is playing in the G-Man, so that's probably going to be like 15 people capacity or something. Yeah, that's, but, that's but weird still. too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I it's mean, really weird. Because they did that, you know, that, that restaurant you and I went to over by Lakeshore there, they have a concert stage, and they actually had some bigger concerts. And it was like 20 bucks, and or, or like, it, I don't remember what it was, but you, you know, you could have four people at a table or whatever, and it was outside. But it's just, I wonder how the bands vibe off that you know what i mean especially yeah. no this was like a hippie band so they're probably on lsd anyway nobody cared <laughs> but you know like a punk rock band you imagine you just like it looks like you're playing a high school dance or something yeah it's so weird right it might just be good to be out playing at all yeah, i guess know, maybe I'm sure, I'm sure there's an element of that to yeah. it yeah 
So, well, I'll tell you what, Neil. Why don't you play a song and then you, we can talk about the streaming thing that continues to plague us. Yeah. Okay. I will do. All right. Uh, I am gonna play uh, a song. Do you remember the? Uh, I'd say hardcore, but it doesn't count as hardcore these days. But counted as hardcore in '83. Uh, band from New York called Kraut. Oh yeah, yeah. All yeah. twisted. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna play. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, actually, I think they were the first hardcore band or punk band to be on MTV because he had a video for this that I remember seeing in 83. That's how I knew of them. So, anyway, yeah, this is Kraut with All Twisted. Twisted so by what's the, the name of the LP, Neil? So I actually have, like, one of those things you hate, which is, like, a CD that's, like, pretty much their whole discography on it. Yeah, I I, I have the LP as well. After I saw what's that video, that? I got, I bought the album. Um, I don't remember what it's called. The, the, oh, the cover's yeah. black. <laughs> I do remember that. It and it's like got, a time machine or something on it, didn't it? Or something weird uh, like that. It's, it's got, like, outlines of them on the front. Hold on. An adjustment to society, that's what it's called. Okay, okay, yep, yep. Yep. So, the funny thing is, so, you know, I, I'm I'm one of these people who loves to trace things back. If I hear a cover, I'll always try to go back and listen to the band that did the original. So, that actually, I, I'm familiar with Kraut because of the band Siv, who... Yes, Siv, yeah. The, Siv, Siv was the singer for Gorilla Biscuits, of course. His band Siv, the next band after Gorilla Biscuits, covered that song on oh, okay. their 
on their first album, which was called Set Your Goals. And I got to tell you, I love that Set Your Goals album still. I think that was a major, oh, it might have been a revelation. But that was a big record. I think that had a couple of, like, Can't Wait One Minute More, I think was like an MTV hit too. It was, indeed it was. I remember. I've, great, I've, great I've got that on cassette, I believe. <laughs> that's a great, great record. And the second one, and maybe I should go back and re-listen to the second one, because maybe I'd feel different about it, but I thought the second one was horrible. It's called like 13 Day Getaway or something. Did they did they start to go swing or something after a while? Did they... or something? I don't I don't yeah. know. But I know Gorilla Biscuits plays a little bit. I would love to see Civ again. I only ever saw him the one time opening for, <laughs> oh dude, opening for uh, No Doubt. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah. judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. So, so, um, yeah, I can't remember where I was going. I had a plan. Oh, oh yeah, we were talking about the streaming thing, you know, the streaming thing. This is. Yes. This is our life now, right? The streaming thing. You watched one. You I, watched did. One. I did. I did. So for, right? I didn't have to pay for it. No. So okay. Okay. So the way this went down was um, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago. Now you probably all saw that the announcement came out that Naked Ray Gun are releasing a new album this spring on Wax Track Records. You saw that, right? Well, and they've been teasing this thing for like ten years, right? They've been re- they've been teasing this since 2016. They released a track off of it. Onto the web in 2016, so that's five years ago now. Um, so I've been expecting it since then. And so every time I hear somebody saying, oh yeah, new album coming out, I'll be like, yeah, right, I'll believe it when I see it, right? So, But anyway, this one looks like it might actually be happening now, so that will be good. Um, so along with that, that Wax Tracks, uh, Wax Tracks um, album release thing they, they sent out, they said that Naked Raygun is going to be live streaming like a, a a concert you know showing some new songs um i think it was like last thursday night so i'm like excellent and they're like sign up it's going to be live streamed on twitch which i didn't know what the fuck twitch was but yeah i see, I see a lot of them are doing it on twitch is that yeah. what do i have to do is that I have to download an app or what is that you, you can um well oh no actually no you just need to watch it on the web so i mean there might be a twitch app on your phone i'm not sure but i just you, you just lo- have to go to Okay. Yeah, yeah, twitch.com, you log in and you get a create an account, that kind of thing, right? And then it, then people stream all kinds of shit on there. I guess it's mainly for, for streaming video gaming, but I guess people use it for other things, right? So, <laughs> But anyway, so they said 6 o'clock Thursday, you know, live Naked Raygun. Okay, cool. Excellent. So I get on there at 6 o'clock on Thursday. Um, two, uh, two people introducing it, exactly, right on time, so that was good. Uh, great. Naked Ray Gun, you know, but first we're going to have a DJ playing some wax track things. So I'm like, okay. Well, it's kind of like going to a gig, right? There might be some music beforehand. Sure. Sure. So um, she's, and I don't really know how it's a DJ. This isn't dissing anybody, but is playing, setting up a playlist on your computer, is that being a DJ? Because basically, she Every, everything's everything's sideways now. From what I knew, I mean, I don't bas- know what basically, she's just standing in front of a laptop, not doing anything. So that was weird for a start. But then anyway, and they're playing. Um, now I'm not that familiar with. I mean, I <laughs> Wax Tracks used to be a store as well as a label. Wax Tracks yeah. was a physical record store in in Chicago, and I used to go there. I bought lots of stuff there back in the day, and they used to have a clothing store upstairs. I bought lots of clothes back in the day up there as well. Like, you know and creepers and stuff like that so that's wax tracks i knew but i knew they had a label right i knew ministry was on there and like yep. pig face and shit Maybe like that front, right front 242 yeah yep. yeah that kind of stuff so i guess that's all this dj was playing which 
you know, industrial dance. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, each song seemed to go on for about fifteen minutes. And <laughs> okay, half hour. Okay, they got to be coming on soon. Forty-five minutes. Yeah, they got to you know they got to stop this soon. That went on for an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. And the so, band only played for a half hour or something, right? They, oh, you gave that away. Yeah, the band only played for a half well, hour. Well, no, so, I mean, you didn't tell me, but I'm just yeah. guessing because I think yeah. Jay, we were having the conversation. So it was like yep. eight songs. So. Yeah. So um, I was, you know, my daughter was, was with me too. And she's like, oh, look, open this up. Because in Twitch, you can see the video, which was just a, you know, the video was this woman behind the laptop, right? Wow. Um, fascinating. fascinating. Not really but, a lot of eye candy there. But then she goes, open it up to the side. There's a chat going on. So there's people typing in live comments, and people were not happy <laughs> with the with the music, with or the yeah, wait, or and both. the fact that it was an hour. Like they broadcast, they said it was going to be six o'clock. So you know, by the time it gets to seven, you're thinking they've got to be coming on soon or whatever. So, and then, <clears throat> so I think this might be a regular wax tracks thing. They might do this like every Thursday night. So there was a lot of people there. Just, just it was the first time that you saw a band, uh, that you noticed the band that you gave a crap about. Well, uh, yeah, I don't think they normally have bands. I think they normally just play wax tracks music, oh, right? Oh. Which, if that's what you're into, great. But but people, I mean, they they sit around their living rooms and. And have a dance party or what? I guess because there was lots of positive thing, you know, in the chats there was half positive things, half pissed off things. Like there was people so saying, like "Oh, the punk, rock, the punk rockers are all irritated." Exactly, exactly. People were probably irritated the last half hour when they had a band on. So the wax tracks people were like, "Oh, this is amazing. The DJ is great." And then the punk rockers were like, "What DJ? I don't see one." And then they were like, "Where the f is Naked Dragon?" You know, blah. And then it's and then people were like, "Why are you guys getting so angry?" This is you know, blah. And then people started getting thrown off the chat. It was uh, like thrown off, like thrown off from watching the whole thing, or yep. thrown off from the chat. Yep, I guess they were thrown off from watching the whole thing. They were just thrown out of the feed. Dude, nothing worse than getting thrown out of the gig before the headliner comes on. <laughs> and the thing, the, the thing that annoyed me more than anything else, never say this to me, is like, I guess some of these wax tracks people were like, well, if you were there back in the day, you'd and understand that this is how it was. It's like, no, I've never been to a show in my life where they played an hour and a half of bad techno dance music before a punk rock band. Because if the they had, they, they'd have got bottled off. You know? Was it the drugs? I, I dude, it was. I mean, oh. is it? You know, it, so here's here's my question. A, or, or first of all, we need to have somebody on for Naked Dragon to talk about this new record. I, I I'm sure yes, that'd be great. I'm thrilled to hear. I'm thrilled to hear the new Naked Dragon record. Yep. Um, but B, has Waxnax always still been a thing? I mean, it was they were huge. They were big in the. It was like mid '80s was probably their peak, and they kind of tailed off. I think. I mean. Have they been going this whole time? Or are they trying to relaunch it or what? Uh, I'm not, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure. Like I say, I'm not that familiar. I have a feel, but I know they're definitely trying to relaunch it. I know they I are. Only got 12, I only got 12% on my phone, but I'm going to Google it anyway. All right. Um, so, and the other thing is, I mean, it's weird because Wax Tracks and Naked Raygun are both Chicago institutions. So I suppose there is just a little bit of you know, something similar there, but what a weird mix. I've never known where Wax Tracks to put out, you know, they, they were known for a very distinct style of music. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and I think that was what, the, this whole thing might have sounded good in concept, but in reality it wasn't, because it's two very different things. Just coming from Chicago isn't enough, you know what I mean? It's like the industrial oh, dance music isn't what punk rockers are listening to. But it, 
but it's fine. I mean, if they put out the record, distribute the record, they probably have a decent distribution. I think it's fine. Uh, it's just weird. Yeah, but you don't make people stand around waiting an hour and a half for a gig. You don't. It's like, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. It was here's the well. The only thing I will say in their defense is it was free. If I'd have paid my fifteen bucks yeah. or whatever, I probably would have been more irritated. Yeah, true. So I mean, uh, I just it turned. Was out. It was on. It was on a Wednesday night, right? Thursday, I think. I just turned the sound down. I just oh, turned the sound. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was out. I was out. And uh man, I went out Thursday too, Neil. Maybe it was Wednesday, I don't remember, man. It was my just my brother my brother and Scott and I went out on Thursday. And you know what? No fist fights. Pretty Jesus, good. Jesus, huh? three nights in a row for you. But yeah, anyway yeah, lost my voice, dude. I I, I I it's just just the act of staying out past eleven now after post COVID takes my takes my voice away. Took my breath away. But anyway, no. so so eventually Naked Dragon did come on. They came on it. Um 7:30, and the funny thing was they weren't playing live. It had been recorded live. It had been recorded at the House of Vans, which is a different place in Chicago. Um, and they came on. They played eight songs, three old ones, three new ones, uh, a cover. Uh, hold on a second. I got the. I got the. It's only play- seven, dude. It's only seven. Yeah, I got the playlist. Hold on a second. Oh yeah, they played. I'm sorry, four old ones. Uh, Mine Eyed Maiden, Treason, Peacemaker. And Vanilla Blue they ended up with. And then they played three new ones. The one of which I knew because was the one they put out in 2016. Okay. It's called Broken Things, which is fantastic. The other two I didn't know. <clears throat> and then they played a cover, which I didn't recognize at all. And uh, either because of the sound or, or just because of, uh, you know, Jeff was having a hard time hearing what was going on. Uh, he... he Oh, I couldn't hear what he was saying anyway. It was it was kind of garbled. No, no. So Jeff, Jeff is sick. We know that. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah, yeah. you certainly give him a lot of understanding about this. When I saw him five years ago or so, I would guess you couldn't really tell. I didn't think. I mean, it wasn't real visible. But is it? Is it? it did you? Was it more noticeable this time? You think? Um. He. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. He was. I mean, he looked fine, but he was having a hard time. As I mean, it might have been that he couldn't hear. But Could it was like, yeah, yeah, he was like singing faster than the band was playing kind of thing. You know what I mean? So they recorded this thing ahead of time. Yeah, I, that's what I understand. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. kind of weird because there's yeah. no, I mean, even online you can have some limited level of interaction. But I suppose from a technical standpoint, it's a whole lot easier to record it first. Yeah. And just throw yeah. it up. I guess so. Rather than trying to do the stream and all that and having to. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know anything about this stuff. I, I, I know a lot of people seem to be enjoying the streams more than I am. I, I've watched a few here and there, and as a matter of fact, you know what? Let me play another yeah, song. Yeah, I was going to say, play another song, and we'll get back to this, because I've got some ideas on this. So, so uh, yeah. So, my theme, my theme for my music is totally random, sort of, but it's actually, all the songs I'm playing are from records I got in the mail this week. I put a picture up on the website, on the website, on the Facebook page. It's our website, is the Facebook page. And the um, the first one I played was that, like I said, that uh, Michigan band. And I had the CD for years when it came. I think it came out about five years ago. But the label is kind of like, the label that they were on is kind of liquidating what little stock they got left. So I was able to really get, get a good deal on a couple of LPs that I didn't have. So I was happy to get those. And uh, my, from my Discogs haul this week, I got uh, the Smut Peddlers 10-inch, which is called 10-inch. The cover is kind of like a parody of like the Rolling Stones Sticky Fingers cover, mm-hmm. just like a like a bulge of jeans. And uh, we're gonna play uh, from that 
and it's on one, this song is on one of their LPs too, but I, don't ask me which one. Their LPs are very expensive and harder to find than you think. But this is called State of the State. Smut Peddler, State of the State. Smut Peddlers, State of the State. Written about California, but certainly a lot of it applies to uh, us up here in the uh, Great Lakes State. So, Yeah, I actually used to know one of the guys in the Smut Peddlers because he's, prof- he's a professional skateboarder, I believe. Okay. So I don't remember who they're, it, I don't remember who the it same was. Kind of, the same kind of sound. You know, I, I was when we started talking about Broken Bottles, I was a lot of people came from, came from out of nowhere saying, Man, yeah, Broken Bottles are a great band. And I wasn't really familiar with them, but I've really... That's they've become one of my favorite bands of recent years, even though they've been gone for years. Um, but Smut Peddlers are kind of in that same thing, real snarky, kind of remind me of of uh, Gross Polluter actually, kind of in that similar style. Yeah, skate, yeah, I would agree completely. Style. I would agree. The songs kind of like a snarky, kind of like a spoken word kind of thing going on, like the same way that that uh, Smog uh, Gross Polluter does. Man, so many LA bands. Well, they were they were but, also they were also on Hostage, I believe, for a while when they were on I, TKO and I, stuff. 
you see those old bills, and it wasn't uncommon for those two bands to both be on the same bill. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're on anymore either, actually. If you look at their disc guys, they haven't done anything for years, so maybe yeah. they still play. Maybe they're still kicking around. Yeah, I think Scott O'Brien, this professional skateboarder, was... Uh, was that Cor- no, it was Corey O'Brien. Never mind. All right. Forget it. Gish. Gish was the guy I'm thinking of. I think he was the singer, okay. maybe. Yeah. It's but, yeah, funny. From- some, some of these older bands... It'd be interesting to see what happens because, you know, obviously they didn't play at all last year. Will this be the thing that kills them, or is it just not that big a deal for these older bands to take a year off because they don't do it full-time anymore anyway? I, I think know. I think the latter, actually. And it might they Hopefully. might actually record new stuff, you know what I mean? They might actually get stuff together. Maybe? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, these older bands, I can't imagine what the... Other than just uh, to keep the creative juices flowing, I can't imagine... There's no money in it, you know, putting out music. I know. But, I, okay, I, oh, smut, smut Peddlers, now I remember. Yeah, the, the album of theirs I know is called ISM, ISM, from 2001. And the first song is a really good one called PlayStation Generation, which is excellent. Yeah. All right. It's a good one, that one. Um, so, so, yeah, the streaming thing, going back to the streaming yeah, so thing. So, St. Patrick's Day, obviously, like, there's a bunch of bands that are doing streaming, and it's the usual suspects, right? Yep. It is the Dropkick Murphys. Who are a Boston fake Irish punk band? Who I really like their <laughs> stuff. And yeah. Too much about their newer stuff. I think they're. I still go see them. They're still kind of a fun band, but. Um, and, yeah, and Flogging Molly, of course. Now Dave King from Flogging Molly is from Dublin. So even though he kind of made it as like a hair metal singer in L.A., he's a Dublin native, so he gets a little more grace. Yes. What band uh, was he in, by the way? Uh, Fastway. Fastway, there we, there we go. Yes, he kind of so buries that one. Yeah. Interesting enough, Neil. Yes. When Fast Eddie Clark left Motorhead, uh-huh. he tried to make a like a commercial polished L.A. metal band. They were called Fastway. He was oh. the guitar player. Okay. A very young Irish Dave King was the singer, and uh, I don't know who else was in the band, but they made two or three albums. The okay. first one's considered a you know kind of a like a B grade hair metal classic. Uh, they also did a soundtrack for a like a bad horror movie that had Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons in it called Trick or Treat. <laughs> it sounded very much Dave King when he was younger sounded very much like the guy from Great White. Okay, I'll take I'll take your word for it. That doesn't do much for you, but a few people will know what I'm talking about. But unlike the guy from Great White, I don't believe he ever burned down a nightclub. <laughs> Sake didn't set himself on fire, huh? Okay. That I know of. <laughs> but I'm not I wouldn't testify that in a court of law. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, see now you know now you know. Yep. Wing is half the battle. But I but you were you were actually you're interested in one of these, right? Yeah, so um <clears throat> Stiff Little Fingers is having one of these. Or they're having like a I, I can't remember how they're exactly putting it. Because I don't think they're actually playing. So it's not a it's not streaming, it's they're calling it a virtual St. Patrick's Day party. Oh, or St. Patrick's Day meetup, um, and I'm so, not. Okay, so do you, have to, do you have to pay for this or no? Uh, no, it's free. I did okay. have to. I did have to sign up for tickets though, so it's limited supposedly. I think it's gonna be like a Zoom meetup kind of thing, which I don't know exact. I, I don't know what to expect. To be fair, you're just gonna sit around and like talk to. Huh. Interesting. I. Th- think yeah i don't uh, aver- they're calling it hold on hold on hold on hold on they're calling it a virtual meetup because they couldn't because they couldn't tour um well, in the tour over chicago or something right yeah but i don't they might be i don't know uh, i don't know where they're they, stuck they might be stuck over there i'm not i don't know is in chicago still right yeah J- well jake lives in chicago but i mean yeah, there's yeah. a chance he could be stuck in 
in Dublin or London or something. Okay, so one of the older guys, so Stiff Little Fingers is Jake Burns, and like the bass player is still like the OG guy, right? Yep. So he probably lives in Ireland, I assume? I'm not sure. Yeah, Ali McMorty. Yeah. Other guys that came later, they might be from Chicago for all I know, right? Or for all we know, or, or are they Irish guys too? I think they've both been with the band for like 20 odd years, but I'm not quite sure what the, what the history is. Um, but yeah, so it says, it says uh, it's a virtual meetup. There will be a general room where Stiff Little Fingers fans and band members can talk and have a drink or two together. And if people want to have smaller get-togethers, we'll have some breakout rooms you can pop into. Which will be named after various watering holes around Glasgow. Okay, so I guess the guy that's organizing it must be Scottish. We're too old, dude. We're too old for this nonsense. Uh, tickets, tickets are free, but we encourage you to wear a Stiff Little Fingers t-shirt make a donation to some um, charity. So, now the problem with it is, I don't mind going and seeing what it's about. But the problem with it is, it's, it's starting in, at English time, so six hours ahead. So, ah. for me, that's going to be like middle it's of the over. afternoon on Wednesday. So we'll have to see. You work from home on a Wednesday. You work from home day. I do. Yeah, I do normally. But start uh, drinking. Yeah. Still on the clock. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, so we'll see what this is about. But it doesn't sound like the band's going to play or anything. So this well, does sound yeah, like a different. Well, if they're thing. separated geographically. Now I've seen these things where they somehow set them all up and they're all in their own area and they play together. But that's that's pretty tricky, I think. Yeah. But that I mean that could that could be interesting. I guess I mean. There's got to be some kind of moderation, right? Because you like you have these Zoom meetings, and like somebody has to turn the volume. I think you have to raise your hand or something if you want to talk or what, because you can't just have everybody talking at once, right? Well, that's true as well. Yeah, that's you a have good these point. Zoom meetings, and it's just like a disaster. You need to have somebody who controls the volume. You almost need to like raise your hand or something because if everybody tries to talk at once, I mean, Neil, you and I can't see each other, and we talk to each other, <laughs> and we step each other's dick all the time, all the time. There's, yeah, there's yeah, just two of us. Yeah. So, so. And, and, and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be like Jake's going to be in one room, and that's where everyone wants to be. And then the other guys are going to be in another room, and there's going to be no one in there with the bass player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the drummer's you know, going to be would, by himself, you know? You know, I, I told the story of when I was growing up, a friend of mine uh, wrote for the newspaper. You know, he did tons of concert reviews. So my, like, mentor as a reviewer is actually, like, a year younger than me, but we hung out for years and years. Still friends, don't see each other too often, but... Um, we went to see Megadeth, who I know you don't care about, but we were big thrash fans at the State Theater down in Kalamazoo, and we got backstage backstage passes. Hmm. And it was kind of weird. It wasn't the greatest backstage pass, because like, essentially they threw everybody out except for those with passes. And they stat- sat us in like the front row of this historic theater, and one by one, the band members kind of trickled out and would sign something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was never, I was never much of an autograph collector, you know? But the thing is, there's really only one guy in Megadeth that people care about. Dave Musain. He's mm-hmm. the singer, guitar player. He's the guy who left Metallica. He's the only constant member. Never came out. <laughs> there you go. So you're like, wow, I got the drummer, the, you know, the lead guitarist. You're literally just like throwing throwing the stuff away as you leave. Just getting their autograph pretty much not hurt their feelings <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind now, of I've, I've been in other situations where I was got backstage and was like, you know, eat as much as you want, drink as much as you want. Now that's a good, good backstage. But oh, that apparently, is, yeah. They didn't, they didn't want us that far backstage. Can't beat that. We the craft services. So the, there's another one I'm kind of interested in, and I'm, I mean, I understand, right? Okay, bands haven't played forever. So when COVID first started a year ago, and we probably talked about it a year ago, 
you know, bands were doing streaming concerts and everything was free then because probably bands thought that it was going to be for a month or yeah. two, right? So, August, be back in, yeah. yeah. And so we were making fun of it. It kind of sucked, you know, those early yeah. ones, whatever. So, but now as they've gotten on, now bands are charging $15, $20 for these things, right? Yeah. Which, like, okay, so there's one coming up, Teenage Bottle Rocket, obviously one of my favorite bands. Um, they're doing one, I think, on the 27th, something like that. And they've got, like, two warm-up bands. So it actually sounds fairly interesting. Uh, I think it's like 13 bucks or something like that. Not, not, like, not a terrible amount of money. It's not. It's not. But, I mean, what what do you think about that? I mean, because basically you pay in to watch the band practice, right? I mean, that's basically what it is. I want you to pay to watch it and tell me about it. <laughs> well, I, I might do that. Two, both sides of a single sheet of paper, please. Well, So, so, um, how, so how many people I, do you I, think are actually paying for these things? A lot more than we go to a single show, but a lot less than we go to a tour. <laughs> Wow, you think more than what go to a show? Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Hmm. I, I just, I think, I think, you know, I, I don't have any problem with doing it to help a band out. Because Teenage Bottle Rocket, now, I think those guys have day jobs. But they're like that mid-level band where they could probably pretty much make a living touring. But they're not getting rich, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you do this year. They're probably delivering pizzas or something, you know? Um I think it's cool to do to help the band out. I don't, I don't, I don't take any issue with that. I don't really care for the streaming thing. I, I have a hard time engaging with it a lot. Um, but you know, you you mentioned something, Neil, and I think there's absolute truth to this. You know, make it twenty bucks, make it thirty bucks, and sell me a limited T-shirt or yes, sell me sell me a record or something, and then I'll even give you more money. And then I'll have something physical to tie to it. Now, maybe that's just our generation. The younger generation might not feel that way. They don't want, you know, we talked to, uh, last episode we had Kendra on, and you asked her a question about, you know, do you ever think about doing, like, a print magazine instead mm-hmm. of doing it online? But the younger generation doesn't just doesn't value that stuff, you know? They don't want a house full of junk. Well, okay, it's funny you say that, though, because that was her answer, too. And I guess that, and I get that. But that flies in the face of what a hipster's always doing. They're collecting. They're collecting the shit that we thought was junk, like cassettes and stuff like that. So they are doing some physical stuff. It just has to be ironic, yeah. I guess. I don't, I don't well, get it. I, I think it's two philosophies. You know, I think there are the kids who collect, and then there's the kid. These these you know, all these young people really try to live like a real minimalist lifestyle. These tiny houses and all this other crazy stuff. Yeah. Imagine that you're like, oh, we wanna we wanna leave as little carbon footprint as possible. We got a tiny house, and then you gotta live in it for a the year where everything's closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Outside of our bedrooms, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit of backfiring. Well, and I, I think this last year, honestly, if you know, I, I have a pretty good amount of space. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it would be like, and I, not huge. You know, I live in the suburban area, but I can't imagine these people who are in an apartment. You know well, what I mean? I have a lot of outdoor space. Well, I, I am, I, but I've got a I've got a big ass apartment. <laughs> as you have know. a big apartment, and and you go out and run and do stuff like that. But you know, yeah. and you're only yeah, yeah, three yeah. floors. Yeah. Not. But these people who imagine you got a family, you live in New York City, you got a family that live in a yeah, live in a bad. That would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. But but getting back to the streaming thing again. So yeah. So that was my idea. Was I was thinking, I, I mean, rather than pay thirteen dollars to to see this. I would rather pay $25 and have them send me, you know, a t-shirt that they only make for this online thing. You know what I mean? That's, uh, you know, specific, yeah. specifically for this event, which they are. The funny thing is they're making one, but they're selling it. So bundle that into the price and just send send me the damn thing. Like, yeah. And then I'll be more likely to do it, you know. Uh, you could 
or a sing, a... or a seven inch or something. Put a, yeah. put out a special seven inch and sell that. And thirty five bucks, you know, I get to see the gig and I get the single. Do that, then I'll be more likely to do it rather than just giving you thirteen bucks to watch you practice. You know. Well, and I'm sure they'll try to make. I'm sure it's going to be more production than just watching them practice. I'm sure it's going to be something fancy. I mean, yeah, they'll do something fun. But... You, you know, you know, you know what I mean, though, right? I mean, because if you've paid for this. It would be nice to have. It's a special one-off kind of thing. It would be nice to have sure. a special one because that that was really cool. Oh, and Tiger Army played a few years ago. They played two nights in Chicago, one night at Beat Kitchen, a really small club for them, and then yep. the next night they played at Metro. And they put out a special T-shirt just for the event, which I thought was really cool. I mean, normally yeah. I might not have bought a T-shirt, but I did that night because it had here's the dates on the back and stuff. Yep. You know, it was here's, specifically here's the, for that. Here's the T-shirt, Neil. Yes, sir. I paid thirteen dollars to watch your band practice, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Yep. All right. What's your next song, yo? Uh, my next song is we're actually hopefully maybe going to get one of a uh, member of this band on the show at some point, right? Um, it's going to be Di with their classic. Yeah, I got to follow up on that. I yeah. Gotta, I... Yeah. So I'm going to play their classic. Johnny's got a problem. You know, the ah, one they great did. song. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was either that or Richard hung himself, and I decided I, to I do. played. I actually played Richard hung himself on a previous episode. Okay. So, yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, Johnny's Got a Problem by D.I. Johnny's got a problem and he's out of control. Johnny's got a problem and he's out of control now. Johnny's got a problem and he's out of control. Johnny's got a problem, he's out of control. There you go. That was Johnny's Got a Problem by D.I., as you'll have got, because you'll have understood that, because they say it like I, a thousand times in the song. I also like Pervert Nurse. I think that was really yes. good. Yes. That whole album is fantastic, man. Yeah. There was a couple of them. Which, so which one was that? Is that the... Um, Ancient Artifacts, I believe, right? Okay. Yeah. There's the, there's the Dog Bites Man Cries one. Right. 
What good is grief to God? I can't remember. There's a few of them. But anyway, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, no, Johnny's... I'm sorry, you're right. Johnny's got a problem was on Horse Bites, Dog Cries, which was horse the bites. first one. Horse Bites, Dog Cries? Yeah, yep. boy, I butchered that, pal. Yeah. Butchered that. Ancient Artifacts was the second one, and that was the one with, like, OC Life and uh, Hang Ten and East Berlin and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. The funny thing, so, th those albums were super short. They had, like, yeah, nine, ten songs. Yeah. 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 I, uh... Well, it's it's funny. So I'm when, uh, so St. Patrick's Day is Wednesday, and that's when all these bands are doing their streams. Which I mean, literally, they're all. I mean, I don't know if there's some playback function or not. If you pay, maybe you can watch it up to a couple days or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They'll probably all eventually end up on YouTube anyway. Even though I think they always say, "Oh, this won't be," but um, well, it takes one jerk to tape it and throw it up. Um, tape. But, Look at that. <laughs> Aged yourself there, buddy. What tape? Put is on VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your camera. Put my VHS up to my monitor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we. Um, it's our last, like, home Wednesday wrestling thing is Wednesday night. So I will not be watching anything. If I was going to, I would probably watch the Murphy's Law one. Hmm. Or I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind catching a few minutes of each. But like I said, I am not going to be home. And uh, we had a very short. Uh, very short wrestling season this year. Um, Saturday, kids start getting eliminated. I don't know if my son will make it out Saturday or not. He's having a very good year, but some real bruisers, man. Some real bruisers. So, so anyway. Murph Murphy's lore. I'm guessing the singer doesn't call himself Jimmy Gestapo anymore, huh? Uh, you know Jimmy G, but oh, okay. Occasionally... <laughs> Dude, I ever, I wouldn't saw. So, did I ever tell you about the time I went to Lansing to see Murphy's Law? No, sir. I don't think so. Great, it depends great, great, what happened. <laughs> well, no, it was a great, it, it, great, um, great, great guys, great fun. Um, some friends of mine were from Grand Rapids here, played in a band called Westside Rebellion. I was a big fan of the band. They they've fallen apart, of course, like all hardcore bands do. Um, but they were going over there, so we didn't. I didn't ride with them. I like drove drove separate, but we we hung out all night you know there was a, a few of us there from gr and it wasn't a huge crowd but you know there's probably more than 100 people there it was respectable and mm -hmm. uh we just had the best time and then uh murphy's law came on they played and had a great old time and then afterwards i actually have a photo if you go on my instagram there's a photo of me and jimmy g because we almost like a doppelganger one another <laughs> i'll see if i can find it because he took his glasses off and put them on me <laughs> And we look very similar. I'll see if I can find that and put it up on the Facebook page. Yeah, we have to put that on the Facebook group, buddy. Definitely. But yeah, he's a ball, you know, big ball, burly ball guy. We yeah. definitely. But I, I mean, after I left, these these uh, these the guys in this other hardcore band I was talking about, they were also like all members of a gun club. Hmm. And like the show, they were all like just comparing nine millimeters and stuff. It was pretty. And he, he was totally, <laughs> yeah, I bet they were. Oh. He, he was totally into it. It was it was a real weird thing, but it was a great show, great fun. They had um. They had a sax player with them, which I know they do sometimes when they can. I think it was the dude from Fishbone. Oh, okay. But it was it was cool. It was a fun show. He's, you know, passing around, literally, like, passing around a bottle of Jägermeister while they're playing, like, to the crowd and everybody else. It was pre-COVID, man. We were all swapping spit. Was it was it you who told me that um, you, one time you saw the Misfits and they were, like, lifting weights backstage or something? Was that, was that yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was you. Okay. Yeah. That was at the Reptile House that I was talking about. Okay. That was such a huge show that they opened the side room next to it, which was an all-ages venue. So they had double the bathrooms, which was about three working toilets, maybe, when they doubled. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jerry and Jerry and Doyle were in the back pumping iron. Now, was that Michael Graves? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a classic show. Such a classic. Madball opened, but it was double booked. They weren't touring together, and Madball was not happy. <laughs> not happy about not the not not the Misfits thing, but he was not happy about the fact that the Misfits ridiculous stage. This was a tiny club. Oh yeah, was, they had the ski, yeah, they had all the uh, all the all the stuff back, all the stuff in the stage. And he was yeah. like hailing himself on like deer horns, skeleton deer horns or something. It was just it was ridiculous. <laughs> and all, the, all the fake gravestones and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was a that was a fun show too. Man, that was a really fun show actually. That was that was. When Graves first started singing, they hadn't. Even, I saw them before they'd even put the first album out. Mm-hmm. So it was literally ninety percent classic material. Huh. And I, I mean, it wasn't like we thought it was Danzig or anything, but it was like, man, this is really good. This is. I mean, they had the when they first got back together, it was Doyle and Jerry, pretty authentic, and uh, I think Robo. I wasn't Doctor Chud. It was one of the one of the drummers who had played in the eighties with them. Hmm. So other than the singer, they had a really pretty authentic lineup. Oh know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not like now where it's like Jerry and Jerry's son and some homeless guy who just like whoever else. Yeah. Besmirching like it's so funny too because they're doing these you know they do the Danzig reunion shows and they're playing for twenty thousand people, crazy, right? And you know like Jerry's gonna go back to like playing the dive bars with this B grade lineup again. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Unless that was part, of, unless that was part of the settlement, was you got to quit doing this. I, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yep. Don't know. But uh, anyway. Anyway. So yeah. So 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 Wednesday, I'm doing this of little fingers thing. So we'll see, at least I'll we'll do it for a little bit. So we'll see how. I've just got a feeling it could be really awkward, just with like a bunch of like nerds just sitting around in their of little fingers T-shirts, just showing off their. I don't know, Stiff Little Fingers Records. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be, to be fair. <laughs> I've got no idea. It could be really cool or it could be horrendous, you know? You know, we we saw Jake last summer, of course. Yep. And it was it was really, really good. And I don't know that his playing was really, really good. It was just really good, his storytelling. And, you yep. know, his, he, he wasn't didn't seem like he was particularly well-practiced. But, you know, it had a lot of soul. Maybe more soul it did. precision, I guess. It did. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. So. One of the highlights of that night, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, you gonna, what are you going to play, buddy? Okay. So, the other record I got was the state full length. And we've played a state song before. Uh, their, their EP from, like, 1983 or something was called No Illusion. Great hardcore punk yep. band from uh, Ann Arbor, Detroit kind of area. Um, I got and I got the LP. It actually came out in two thousand six, but it's very good. Uh, very uh, harsh, you know, Detroit hardcore sounding. Um, and I was looking; they did a cool cover, but I cannot find that version of it. So we're actually going to play the original version. So this is the great UK eighty two band Discharge, State Violence, State Control. <laughs>
Okay, there you go. That was discharged with state violence, state control. Boy, I used the word state a lot. The yeah, you state. did. And so the best is that what? Twice the other song was called State of the State. Man, what what's going on with me? And so it was yeah, that's true. And the band is state. So is that where they got the name from? From that discharge song, you think? The I band have name. No idea. I think they. I think they actually go back like. I swear that band goes back like '78 or something. Wow. They yeah. actually predate discharge. Well, maybe discharge might have been going around for a long yeah. time before they got famous, been. right? It's possible. But I mean, discharge first single came out what eighty? Uh, let's see. It might have been eighty, eighty-one for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I remember well, the same people with it. Oh, the state yeah. necessarily had any music out at that point, so who knows? Okay. Were you a discharge I, uh, fan? Well, we never really talked about discharge. You a discharge fan? Um, I am. The big album, of course, is the See Nothing, Hear Nothing, Say Nothing album, right? Right. Yeah. I do have that. I have the repress on Havoc, great hardcore label out of Minneapolis. Um, but I actually kind of been meaning to get the first four or five singles that came out before the album, which I, I don't have. But I know that they're all considered like minor classics. I think they were. I think they were all put together on one twelve-inch EP, weren't they? I think they were gathered together for that. So maybe that would be the good thing for you to get. I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Check that out. I'm pretty sure they were. But the, all the all these singles, last time I knew at least that Havoc Records out of Minneapolis, those singles were all still available. So. Okay, you know, if, if it was me, you know, if it was me, I'd have to get the originals, right? <laughs> well, those late records originals, I bet you, are pretty expensive. Yeah. Man, you used to but, see those. You used to see those suckers everywhere. Like you know, to... and and this one thing I could tell you, Discharge fans take great care of their vinyl, Neil. Yeah, I bet. I bet. The only ones, the only ones worse would be Disorder or Dirt or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, because I've always meant to get, like I said, to be, be a more of a Discharge completist, because they put out a new album like three or four or five years ago. It actually was pretty decent. Yeah, end, called of, end, end of, of Days, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, but then I'm like, oh, am I going to go down this rabbit hole? What's next? Oh, I got to get all the Veruker singles? <laughs> I Never just right? asked our boy John about that. John Bates in Japan loves the Verukas. I don't dislike them, yeah. but I've never, I haven't really got into them a ton. A lot so. of DB thing, I don't really care for that much. But it's pretty metally. Yeah, that's it. Was too metally for me. It's yeah. definitely a mood. But so, you, do you like the Discharge LP or not? I mean, you Discharge guy or not really? Not particularly. No, again, it's too metally for me. Um, the see nothing, hear nothing, see nothing, say nothing. I enjoy that occasionally, but um, I certainly wouldn't count myself as a Discharge fan by any means. Hmm. I mean, I don't hate them. I'm just saying I wouldn't, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I have anything by them, put it that way. Mm. You know, even though I used to see that fight back single everywhere. I used to make fun of some kid that had that painted on the back of his jacket. We used to make fun of him back in the day. But, you know, it was a long time ago now. Now, Discharge, no, but Disorder. Um, you know, Demand Disorder. I don't. Okay. Well, they were very I mean, similar. I, heard them, but I don't know their music. Very similar. But, yeah, I got into a fight with the bass player uh, one night. Almost, in, one night almost, in Leeds. Huh? Nice. Yeah. All those disc bands, you know, yeah. Discock, Discharge, Disorder. Hmm. Yeah, he picked on the. He, he tried to. He tried to pick on the wrong guy, and because we were staying. Funny thing was, we'd gone to Leeds to see Equin the Bunnyman, and um, <laughs> me and me and me and some friends, and um, we were in the. Wait, um, talk about stylistic shift. Yeah. So we were in a friend's dorm room floor after 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 the bunny men show and i guess guy from disorder must have known someone there so he came over and started like kicking people's sleeping bags and he picked the wrong person to do that too so yeah it didn't end well so neil you have any any regrets about punching that guy no not at all not at all so the, 
once again, the living the living well is the best revenge thing just doesn't hold up there, does it? No, he was also like stoned out of his mind on something, so it really wasn't. Much uh, of a, he probably didn't even didn't even hurt him. Yeah, it wasn't much of a thing. But there we go. Yeah, he don't you don't want to come to a bunch of angry scouses. That's not a good plan. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, I I, I thought maybe we would bring things all the way back around. Sure. To where we started this thing. Um. Like I said, we we have we. I don't know if I did say this or not, but I I have talked to the person whose name I won't mention, and we've sort of created a bit of a piece. Peace, good. I'm not sure that it will hold, but for right now we're in a holding pattern. But what came out of this whole thing that I must say is sort of touching to my old blackened heart is how many people did reach out to us about this. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And. And, you know, wrote letters, and I know wrote letters to he who shall not be named, which I'm sure he won't read because he'll view them as being, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, I, I just, I appreciate the support, all the all this stuff. So especially, you know, I, I, actually, I'm not going to mention you by name, but you know who you are. And those, it, whether it was just a short little message or an email or whatever, we appreciate it. I think we've built a brand loyalty that makes me very happy. Right. I Agreed. think we've done it the old-fashioned way, you know. We earned it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yes, we have a we have a fragile piece right now. It, it, it seems like we're sort of in a we don't we don't have a we have not come we are not of one mind. We have not come to an agreement on anything particularly other than the fact that we're going to try to have a piece. What we what we have here is essentially a a sort of good old fashioned. You know, you ever see that Reddit thing? Am I the asshole? Mexican standoff. Is that what we got? Well, do you know the Reddit thing where I people don't. literally put. They put they'll they'll go on Reddit and say explain the situation and say am I the asshole and sometimes you're just like wow these people are so out of their minds ah and, okay and I wonder and and maybe maybe we're maybe I'm out of my mind I'm willing to I'm willing to accept that theory so anyway punktilydie seventy seven at gmail direct your direct your hate your love whatever you got towards us here and uh, of course you leave us a message on uh, Facebook oh, that's that's Podcast actually a good. That's actually a good point, though. You say that if you got a problem with us, send the email to us. Don't send the email to somebody else. Send it to us. Exactly. There. And if you think if you think we're being the jerks here, yeah, email us. And you know what? Nobody is more. We we are very self-deprecatory. Is that how you say that? Yeah, for sure. Self-depreciating. I mean, if I mean nobody gives us a harder time than we give each other. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, and we also don't live in an echo chamber, so hey, if, if we can, if pretty someone can, so. wants to talk about stuff with us, we're more than happy to talk to anybody about pretty much anything. So you know, pretty much whatever. I mean, we love it when you tell us how great we are. We do. We love it. We relish it. But you know, if we're if we're being jerks in this situation, yep. Um, if I'm being overly sensitive about it, uh, you know, whatever, let us know. Or or, or do we just, do we just do we want war? No, it's fine. It's fine. We can just. Well, keep I'm it saying like they could. I'm asking the listener. Neil, <laughs> well, they're going to say yes, of course. Yeah, probably right. You're, you know, you're right. I take that back. I know you want war. You want tension. You want. So you what want if angry? So, angry so, Tom rarely. Angry Tom rarely makes an appearance, but he appears to be fairly popular. So what have we have learned in this episode? That you punched out your brother, and uh, and I punched out some guy from Disorder. That's great. Exactly. So this has been a very violent episode. Read between the lines, Neil. Read between the lines. <laughs> so, well, funnily enough, I haven't played my last songs yet. <laughs> play your last song. Angry me, Samoans. Angry Samoans. Oh, dude, I love it. Gonna do you stupid asshole. We're followed by Get Off the Air. So, uh, oh. I, you know what? I can play us out with that if you want. So we can say our goodbyes now if you want, and I'll play us out with that. 
So, sure. uh, yeah. So uh, keep a little mark in your heart. Keep a little Tom in your heart and uh, stay free. Go on top. <laughs> Thank, thanks for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate you. And smell okay. you later. Yeah, smell you later. Bye-bye. One, two, three. <laughs> to laugh, it's when I knew it was true, guess I go, I'll take a bath, there's nothing else to do, you stupid asshole, no you're making me sick, you stupid asshole, make me suck my dick, one, two, I'm looking at you, there ain't nothing I miss. Baby, I'm one too. You stupid 